Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, great. So let's go right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast, where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Well, Jim, I hope today you have your uh, Jets and Sharks gear ready, because we're going for the 2005 Royal Rumble. (laughs) Yes. um, You know what? I feel very relaxed, Bill, because I, when we were recording this recently, went on a cruise. Yeah. And I have to advise people. I know this doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but I just want to give a, a point of, not advice, but a recommendation, I guess. Mm-hmm. The thing that's nice, at least that I did, is I always, I tune the outside world out. Like, I don't pay for the use of the internet or anything like that, because obviously you're at sea. Right. And sometimes I feel like you just need to do that. I didn't know anything going on with politics or entertainment news or pro wrestling or music. Sometimes it's just good to do that, folks. Just tune yourself out and relax. Now, that being said, there is one person that certainly was not relaxed at the end of this match, and maybe he could have used the cruise, and we'll get to that later on. Yeah, I think he definitely could have needed the cruise, but... uh... (laughs) Well, I guess he didn't go ashore. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell? Let's go right into it and go talk about what's going on in the pro wrestling world and the roll call of champions. All right. So we'll start with the roll call of champions. Going into the Royal Rumble, the WWE champion is JBL. The United States champion is John Cena. The WWE Tag Team Champions are the Basham Brothers. Wow, that feels weird to say. Yeah. Never thought I'd... I, I never Honestly, I never thought I'd say that they were tag champs at this time. <laughs> well, are you excited to talk about Joy Giovanni later? Uh, I will be, actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, Shelton Benjamin is the Intercontinental Champion. Funaki is the Cruiserweight Champion. The... Uh, world Tag Team Champions are La Resistance of Robert Kanye, Conway and Sylvain Grandier. The World Heavyweight Champion is Triple H. And in TNA, or, and the Women's Champion, I should mention, is Trish Stratus. In TNA, they're still under the NWA banner at this time. The X Division Champion is AJ Styles. The Oh, did I? Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> yeah, the, the X Division champion is AJ Styles. The NWA World Heavyweight Champion is Jeff Jarrett. And the World Tag Team Champions are America's Most Wanted. Okay. And in Ring of Honor, Austin Aries is the Ring of Honor World Champion. The tag champs are the Rottweilers of Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero. And the pure wrestling champion is John Walters. Wow. So, Didn't yeah. think I get to hear talk about John Walters at all on there this There you podcast. go. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> about uh, the Bashams. You're surprised about John Walters. <laughs> and uh, then one of the big stories leading into this, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory if you watch the promos. It's like 
Yeah. Raw versus SmackDown, which it is. Do you do you think there's fifteen and fifteen? Um, uh, maybe. Okay, we'll go to. I later. have I have not counted this at all, so I have no idea. Um, Triple H mm. recently won back the World Heavyweight Title after it being vacant at the Elimination Chamber event. So that's. The big thing with Raw. Wait, why is it vacant after the elimination? I don't remember this. Okay, if I remember this right, the this like in November into December, like Eric Bischoff took a month off because okay. his doctors told him to, and there was a match at Survivor Series where the winning team, all members, got to be the GM for a week, like. Each week for four weeks. Yes, I remember this. Eugene did musical chairs. Yeah. So there was one week where Triple H defended the World Heavyweight title against Edge and Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. The match ended in a draw. And because of that, the World Heavyweight title ended up being vacant weird yeah so that got determined in the elimination chamber and that's where chris or chris jericho triple h wanted back Mm. yep uh meanwhile on smackdown and you mentioned her name joy giovanni um gets kidnapped (laughs) and it ends up being like jbl's crew that ends up doing it And somehow Kurt Angle gets involved into the mix. I really don't know how, but he did. So that's how that that's it for there. And um, I I I mean if there if you want to do like another one, Kane came back, went after Snitsky because Snitsky, you know, killed his baby, but it wasn't his fault. Right. And yeah, it, it's a weird time. Folks. It's a very weird time. Now It is a very weird time. All right, let's go over pre-rumble stuff cuz there's a lot. There is a lot. It and it might be one of the most we've ever had. And it actually like the segments might have actually been good. Yes. Cuz the first segment is Rick Flair and Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. They get to draw their numbers first. So Rick draws his. He's very happy. Eddie is disappointed in his number. So Eddie goes over. He's like, good luck, man. So he gives him a hug, a very long hug. And when Eddie leaves, Rick's happy. And he shows everyone the number. And Teddy's like, are you sure about your number, dog? And he looks at it and Rick Flair's upset. Mm-hmm. So... The second segment, Teddy Long asks Eddie to give Rick back his number, mm-hmm. which eventually he does. Right. And and then he asks him to basic to give him whatever else he took, which happened to be a wallet. Mm-hmm. So Eddie not only took a number, but he also took some money. Yes. <laughs> it was a pretty good segment, and then the yeah. then, but then we continued with the segments with uh christian and tomko drew some numbers yes and cena came in right yep yep and then christian's like tomko drop me a beat no 
<laughs> I, I actually like that. I forgot how funny that was. Uh, and th- but doesn't he freestyle anyway? He does. Yeah, because he mentions Transylvania. Because he's going to WrestleMania. Right, sure. Um, and then John Cena does a rap of his own. Mm-hmm. And then the third segment, Batista is going to get his number. And Carlito wants him to sign the petition to get rid of Teddy Long as GM, which he doesn't do. And then he draws his number while Eric Bischoff and Teddy Long are having an argument about the WWE title match, which we'll talk about later. And Eric is like, my match is now no disqualification. Evolution's barred from ringside. And Batista doesn't really have a care in the world about that. Is pretty good there, so... I, so I didn't remember there was an anti-Teddy Long petition going around. I forgot I, about this. Why would Carlito think Batista would sign it? He was. I think he was just looking for anyone to sign it. Okay. Um. Now we, we do. I think there's another segment though after this, a very quick one, but a very very important one. Yes. Yes. Because this is before the Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. JBL comes in, spoiler alert here, after he retains the WWE title. And Teddy Long tells him that at the next pay-per-view, No Way Out, he is going to defend the WWE title against the Big Show because Big Show was not pinned in the match. And it will be inside a steel cage surrounded by barbed wire. Mm-hmm. But there is another thing that happens. Okay, hold on. I got to remember this. Well, I can I can tell people. Yeah, that, please. Okay, do. so here's what it is. It's um, Nunzio gets his number stolen. Oh yes. Now this is huge for the purposes yes. of this podcast because the 2005 Royal Rumble has now established that a number is like a ticket on a train mm-hmm. for the most part. So. If you're going on... Well, I guess... You know what? I say that, but that's not really true because actually trains do check ID, I think, in some cases. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but you kind of get what I'm saying where, like, you have a ticket, and but you you can't go, and you're like, you know what? Why don't you take uh, my ticket? And then I yeah. take your ticket, and then I'm able to go. Mm-hmm. The premise here is that Nunzio, who I don't even know if it's Raw or SmackDown, because that might... That might offset the 15-15. I'm thinking he's SmackDown. I'm thinking Kurt Angle's SmackDown, too, so it's yeah. really fine. Um, but other than that, I mean, like I said, it's it's just a big deal for this podcast because it's another inc- major inconsistency that, again, so why wouldn't you, much like the 2019 Royal Rumble, why wouldn't you just wait until number 30 comes out and attack them and then go to the ring. Yeah. Like, what is the actual point of drawing numbers then? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. All right. So let's check out the uh, the announcers are Taz and Jim Ross. We're in 90-second intervals. Managers are allowed question mark? Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> a little later. Um, 
So the intervals are going to be every seven and a half minutes. Right. And um, yeah, I guess we're ready to go with this one. All right, let's begin. Entries one through five, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Daniel Pewter, Hardcore Holly, and the Hurricane. And I have during this segment eliminated Pewter, Holly, and Hurricane. Bill, we start the discussion with you. All right, and I'm going to start it off with a very simple, very simple thing. Good start to yes. this match. You've got the two right people to start the match. They're not doing anything to eliminate each other. It's just the two of them having a wrestling match for 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. A very good, great way, a great way to start the, the mm-hmm. Rumble match. I think we need to talk a little bit about the history of Daniel Pewter. Yeah, because um, he had a very interesting WWE career, I guess we could say. And not a very long one, but an interesting one. Right. So he went on the, I, I want to say it's like the third or fourth, I think this might have been the fourth year okay. of Tough Enough. Right, and it should be mentioned at this point, if I'm not mistaken, this they had gone away from the reality TV aspect mm-hmm. of things. And right. it basically just became, if I'm not mistaken, a segment on SmackDown? I don't even know if they were yeah. on Raw, to be honest. Yeah, it was on SmackDown. And this was for a million-dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the one, this is the version of Tough Enough that The Miz was on. So, during the Tough Enough run, Daniel Pewter wrestles, quote-unquote, Kurt Angle. Right. Well, the thing was, the the comp- so every week they had, like, a competition mm-hmm. of some sort. Not so much uh, different than, like, when NXT was first the thing before it actually became what it is today. It was a competition show, and, like, I mean, they'd have them do some stupid stuff. Yeah, they but did. This one particular competition was you're gonna fight Kurt Angle and or wrestle Kurt Angle but really you know I don't they didn't say this outright but Kurt this was like a shoot this was real Mm -hmm. yeah this was a legit shoot and most of them don't you know weren't I mean Kurt Angle has a background in real fighting Mm-hmm. So no one was going to beat him except for one person, which is Daniel Pewter, who had an MMA background, who, you know, mm-hmm. if he went to for Kurt Angle, he would probably st- at least stand a chance and maybe win. Right. So what happens if, like, and again, Bill, you're, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, okay? okay. So what happens is they go, they have the, the little scuffle, and Pewter starts getting over on angle mm-hmm. he starts actually because he probably is more fresh freshly trained whereas kurt angle's kind of been working on the pro wrestling side of things yeah. so pewter is kind of like really taking it to angle and the only way they got out of this is at one point i believe um angle like he had him in an arm lock or something like that right and, and, I mean, if he twisted, Kurt Angle's arm could be broken. Like, mm-hmm. it was that situation. Um, which, basically, like, if it was MMA, he probably would have won. 
But what happened was um, somehow when he did the, the arm bar, Kurt Angle was on top of him. And I think the referee counted the pin, but not a pin as in traditional wrestling, one, two, yeah. three. It was a pin for like MMA where it's only you hit your hand once and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got out of it. Yeah. And Angle was beyond pissed mm-hmm. about that. So, um, so Pewter eventually wins Tough Enough. Uh, he beat The Miz at the end to win the million-dollar contract. And because of this, he gets a spot in the Royal Rumble match. So that was a thing that he... Like, that was actually a storyline thing where he... Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. But, well, actually, the money was a real thing. But it was weird, wasn't it? Wasn't it like he was supposed to get a million dollars um, in increments over a couple of years? Yeah. It was supposed to be a four-year contract at $250,000 a year. Right. So he didn't actually get one million right off the bat. No, no. You know, I was thinking a lot about this, and I know that, that we have other Rumble stuff to, to go over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, oh, also Pewter claimed that he'll be the first tough enough champion to win the Rumble. Right. In, in his, like, I was doing a lot of thinking about the Kurt Angle Pewter stuff. Mm-hmm. WWE only had themselves to blame for that. Yeah. Because think about it. Let's say it's you, Bill, and you're like, told like you know you're in this competition and you get put up against Kurt Angle and he's legitimately beating you up wouldn't your first instinct be to either defend yourself or fight back exactly and that's all he was doing and then he just wound up winning so like but of course that will carry Daniel Pewter to not have a great career because sometimes wrestling's fucked up like that Mm -hmm. like something that there's no way that he could have resolved without doing doing exactly what he did basically right it's crazy to me which it brings is. up the next entrant here bob bully holly so why don't we talk Yo. about him when i when he came out i wrote he's about to die referring to pewter yeah he's about to die and he just gets the shit chopped out of him yeah by both Guerrero and Benoit as well. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't an every man for himself situation right. at that point. If I could use, and I actually have it in my notes, an old Gorilla Monsoon term, welcome to the world of professional wrestling. Right. Daniel Pewter. It's such, it's such a weird but accurate and fucked up version of like what pro wrestling can be in a bad way to me. Because I'm like... Pewter did nothing wrong. Absolutely no. nothing. Oh, no. He, and, and yet, this is he's already punished for this. Well, basically. I think we should also mention that he had an MMA background. Right, which I said that before. Right. And he had a really good record. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, there we go. Uh, entries. Entries six through ten. Six. 
Oop, there we go. Uh, six, Kenzo Suzuki. Seven, Edge. Eight, Rey Mysterio. Nine, Shelton Benjamin. And ten, Booker T. And I have during this segment eliminated is Kenzo. And this is where I started questioning, do we have 15 Raw and 15 SmackDown guys? Um, Benoit kicks Kenzo in the balls multiple times. That's probably for all those years in the dojo in Japan. <laughs> Um, what else do I have here? Well, I have at one point Eric Bischoff comes out to cheer the Raw guys. Yeah, and I wrote down, RGM's allowed at ringside. Right, That's and that's the manager situation thing. Well, we know that apparently bodyguards are allowed at ringside. Yeah. From when... Virgil. Mm-hmm. There goes the 31st man. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, what, what do you have for this segment? Um, I notice everyone that's entering the match is running. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a point where it's like three or four guys in a row that are just running down to the ring. Mm-hmm. Which, may, maybe I guess I thought it was a little weird, but... Right. But after watching all these Royal Rumbles, it really shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, you're right. Um... Tell me, tell me your feelings on Kenzo Suzuki. You know, it, it's weird because I do remember him being there and his wife was there, but I don't remember him doing much. No, I feel like he was a tag team with someone at some point. And I might yeah. I can't think of who it is. And then... Like, after he left WWE, he went back to Japan and did a hell of a lot more in Japan than he did in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just so, like, that run is so weird. It is. Um, if you don't have anything much or have much else, do you want to talk about the rest of the card? Yeah, let's talk let's about the rest that, of the card. Because I have more notes later on for this than I do right okay. now. Okay. So we had a match for Sunday Night Heat prior to this event. Yeah, are there any qualifiers? Uh, I know for a fact there's at least one. That's what I've heard. I'll, I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, But the match for Heat, Maven defeated Rhino. <laughs> okay. Uh, Edge defeated Shawn Michaels. The Undertaker defeated Heidenreich in a casket match. He hates caskets. I'm, I'm sure Michael Cole was real happy that Heidenreich lost that match. <laughs> uh, JBL defeated Big Show and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to keep the WWE title. And Triple H retained the World Heavyweight title, defeating Randy Orton. All right, now let's talk about the Heidenreich Snitsky segment oh that was so freaking weird (laughs) Heidenreich hates caskets we learned that yeah and then i mean there's a lot of heavy breathing yes there's a lot of i don't i mean i don't know i think there was part of it was like for the camera turns off like i'm kind of expecting both of them to fuck Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's the weirdest thing why don't you explain more in detail what was happening there Okay, so Snitsky and Under or Heidenreich 
have like this fascination with each other's work. Mm-hmm. Like Snitsky is fascinated with Heidenreich's. Was he doing poems at this time? Um, I don't think so. No, he was too okay. busy, like having his way with Michael Cole. Right, and <laughs> Heidenreich was interested in what Snitsky did with, you know, Lita and Kane's baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like this weird friendship. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very weird. I can't. It's really hard to explain. People, you just have to go and watch it. It's yeah, that, that's the best way to do that. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like I said, a lot of heavy breathing. So if yes, that's a it, lot of heavy. If breathing. you're into that, you know, there you go. Um, what else do you have for the segment itself? Uh, I really don't have much for this segment. Uh, I, the only thing I had really was Kenzo Suzuki. <laughs> Where it's like, and I did ask, I wonder what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, because he is, as of this, I mean, do we, have, how much time do we have left? We have two minutes and 10 oh seconds. Oh my God. I thought we had like 50 yeah. seconds. Okay. No. All right. Let's see what um, to. Okay. He, he's currently in all Japan pro wrestling. Wow. So he's still active. But he is a freelancer, which means that he he can well he still wrestles for all Japan, but he can wrestle for other promotions while he's under contract with all Japan. Mm-hmm. So so freelancer, I, I guess to put it in another way, is the equivalent of a free agent. Okay. Where you could go wherever you want to go. Wrestle wherever you want to. Right. So. All right. What do you, um, are you, uh, are you surprised that Kenzo Suzuki is doing something in 2020? Uh. Because I, I am. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. To a degree, I, I am. I'm also very surprised. I don't know why, but I'm also very surprised that Shelton Benjamin is active in 2020. That's 15 years that those two have been doing things. Yeah. At least, at least, because they probably least. both started earlier than that. I just think it's very weird. Yeah. Um. During the next segment, yes, I have found qualifying matches. Great. For the Royal Rumble, I love hearing qualifying matches. And there's two people that. Oh my God! I have no idea how I'm gonna be able to explain. <laughs> There's the, I, I really don't know. So this is going to be a lot of fun. How much time How, do we have left, by the way? 27 seconds. All right. So also, maybe at some point I want to start going through who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown. Yeah. To see if there's 15. Because I think we're going to get the same, like, in 03 and 04, where it's 15 each. So My we... assumption, by the way, is Pewter's SmackDown, since that's where the segments were. All right, so now we go to 11 through 15. 11 is Chris Jericho, 12, Luther Reigns, 13, Muhammad Hassan, 
14 Orlando Jordan, and 15 Scotty Tuhati. And I have during this segment eliminated Hassan. And we'll start the discussion off with Bill. Okay, so Teddy Long eventually makes it out, and I guess GMs are allowed at ringside right. for this match. Um, and I okay, so Luther Reigns comes out, and Taz is like, "Yeah, Luther Reigns." <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, "The only time Luther gets cheered was that moment right there." It's true. And then we get the standoff with the four Raw guys and the four SmackDown guys. And I had in my notes, do we get the musical number now? You know, I didn't think about that. I wonder if that is why they did that spot, because they're like, remember that musical number? We gotta we gotta live up to it. Okay, I, I think just to refresh everyone, we should tell them what we're referring to here. Okay. Um, there was a commercial for this particular Royal Rumble where it is in the style of West Side Story, mm-hmm. where there are two gangs. In this case, it is the Raw and SmackDown gangs. And they are in coats. A lot of them have wigs on. <laughs> the commercial is... I watched this recently. It's still good. Okay. To, after 15 years, it's still a good commercial. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, if you guys have the time, you know, pause this for like a minute and... Look up Royal Rumble 05 commercials. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I always had this joke with Muhammad Hassan. Yes. His theme to me, I thought, was the Arab version of the American Dragon theme song. <laughs> okay. And because when Brian Danielson wrestled in Ring of Honor, the beginning of his theme, before he went to the final countdown, uh, he used self-esteem by the offspring Mm. so hassan's you know i always thought was oh it's the arab version of american dragons (laughs) (laughs) and then you know go back and listen to the two folks tell me i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) uh when when hassan comes out i took the note here that jim roth says Unfortunately, this guy is from Raw. <laughs> so everyone stops what they're doing, and they all beat up Muhammad Hassan. Yes. And then um, after he's out, everything gets back to normal, except for the fact that Scotty Tuhati gets beat up by Hassan. And we have a terrorist attack. Oh, okay, one could say that, but we also <laughs> have an, an attack on the rules again. Yes. Because Scotty Tuhati never got out. and But the, yet there are times that worse things have happened to people and they were able to get in. Much such as Stone Cold Steve Austin going to the hospital via ambulance. Again, mm-hmm. if that doesn't make you get out, I don't know what does. Yeah. Um, and uh, was, there was another one I was thinking of that I'm like, why did this person even get let back in? Uh, were you thinking of the Roman Reigns one? Maybe, yeah, yeah, because he was out for so long. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this it, it doesn't, the, the inconsistency continues, basically. Yeah, it does. Um, I wrote down with Orlando Jordan, this was back when he wasn't weird. Mm-hmm. I think this was, because he hadn't come out as bisexual. 
Right. And this is years before he goes to TNA and does that weird, very weird gimmick. Mm-hmm. Which, ugh. I mean, you say that, but, like, I applauded it because it did something different. I mean, that's oh, something yeah. to this day WWE, I don't know if has actually done. Right. Um... I'm, I'm not well, saying the, it's a bad well, gimmick. I guess I, technically the the wedding that everyone's complaining about that is technically is that. But I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, it took them that the, long to do it though. To be yeah. Fair. Whereas Orlando Jordan was doing this what in 2010, a decade mm-hmm. ago. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining saying it was a bad gimmick. I just felt a little weird about it. Sure. You know? Um. What is what's our time? Uh, we have 2:43. Great. Let's hear qualifiers. I'm excited. Okay. So our first set of qualifiers begin at a house show in Orlando, Florida. All right. That's not unheard of. I've, they've done that before, I'm pretty sure. Booker T and Charlie Haas, who substitutes for Eddie Guerrero, defeats Mark Jindrak and Luther Reigns. What the fuck is that? Why them? Why are they put us in... Okay, go ahead, continue. Uh, on Raw... We had Sheldon Benjamin defeat Maven. Edge defeated Rhino. Oh, so the losers got to compete on Heat? I guess so. <laughs> At a SmackDown house show in Tamp- or in Jacksonville, Florida, Booker T and Charlie Haas defeated Mark Jindrak and Luther Reigns. No, I'm not reading the same thing. This is what is actually listed. <sighs> so Booker T and Charlie Haas had to qualify twice. <laughs> to get into the Royal Rumble. I didn't even catch that. I, was, I, was, I did it. I, I was didn't too know. focused that Luther Reigns is in the Rumble, but he lost. Um, in a house show in Minneapolis, Christian defeated William Regal to qualify for the Royal Rumble. Okay. In Kitchener, Ontario, oh Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak defeated Scotty Tuhati and Nunzio to get in. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Both in. I mean, Scotty... Didn't make it in, but he was there. Right, and Nunzio was bullied out of a number. So the loser, so, so the winner of those match got to be cheated later. Okay, great. I guess. Uh, Kane defeated Snitsky in a house show to qualify. Right. Chris Jericho defeated Muhammad Hassan on a house show to qualify. Hassan's still in, okay. Orlando Jordan defeated Charlie Haas on a house show to qualify, <laughs> even though Haas has already qualified twice. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is. And so... why is Haas the go-to to these things? Right. He's definitely been mentioned like three or four times at this point. Uh, Scotty Tuhati pinned Akio on SmackDown. John Cena pinned Rene Dupree. Rey Mysterio defeated Chavo Guerrero. To get in. Okay. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio at a house show defeated Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak. Okay. Kenzo Suzuki defeated Paul London to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardcore Holly defeated Danny Basham in Tupelo, Mississippi to qualify. <laughs> the Hurricane defeated Chris Masters in Tulsa, Oklahoma to qualify. Okay. Uh, let's see. Viscera defeated Tajiri. <laughs> what a match that was. Yeah, in Oklahoma. Batista defeated Rob Conway and Sylvain Grandier in a handicap match to qualify. Why was his a handicap match? Because he's Batista. 
Muhammad Hassan defeated Val Venus to qualify. No. <laughs> uh, and Paul London earned his way by beating Funaki, Shannon Moore, and Spike Dudley in a non-title match to qualify. In a non-title match where? On SmackDown. Right. You know why? Because Paul London is the only one that they mention has qualified. Right. Glad we got through that before. Boy, what a wreck. Oh, and late breaking news, Booker T and Charlie Haas have qualified again for the Royal. <laughs> uh, 16 through 20. Hey, 16 is Charlie Haas. Mr. Multi-time qualifier. Right. 17 is Renee Dupree. 18, Simon Dean. 19, Shawn Michaels. 20, Kurt Angle. And I have during this segment eliminated Reigns, Jordan, Booker, Benjamin, Guerrero, Dean, Haas, and Angle. Uh, we start the discussion off with Bill. All right. Um, Taz is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> He basically has become a cheerleader. Yeah. For SmackDown. He's like, Yeah, another SmackDown guy. <laughs> and then Renee like Renee Dupree comes out and he's like, Where's Fifi? Where's Fifi? And I think I, I don't know what they did. Was Fi I don't remember if Fifi was a I don't white think poodle. She was, well no, I think she was a black poodle. I thought yeah. I thought no, no, Chloe isn't a poodle, I guess. Meaning Tori's dog. I right. Know, I, to, I, I, think, I think that dog's a little bit smaller. I think so, too. Um, at one point, I wrote down a, a line from South Park <laughs> that French people piss me off. Okay. He is French. In all honesty, the French don't really piss me off. But don't worry, French mm. people. Um, and then at one point, I just tell Taz to shut up. <laughs> you know the best? I did write what something... That Taz Taz says to Jr. Taz says to Jr. Say slobber knocker. Yes, yes, he did. Um, also, I have again. I have Taz saying, "Is Fifi entered in the Rumble?" And then when Simon Dean comes out, Jim Ross says, "Oh, for God's sake!" <laughs> Dean does push-ups on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I have a note that's like, Ray is so quick. I guess that kind of shined to me. Ray had a funny entrance. I, f I forgot that I overlooked it. He slid into the ring and he almost slid right out of there. No, I think that's Paul London. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it is. The only London. person that qualified. That, right, the only the, person they acknowledged that qualified. qualified. The only person they acknowledged qualified. Yeah, exactly. Um... I wrote, give Nunzio his number back. And then Angle Angle bullied his way into the match. Angle out early was great because bullies don't win. Exactly. And you know, it, it's weird because when I was watching that match and Angle comes out, I was like, oh, they could have they could have had Angle come out at an early number. Mm-hmm. They blew an op sort of an opportunity to do something good there. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm just pointing out. I'm not complaining, so. Right. Where, where are we with time? 
Uh, four and a half minutes. Great, because we need a lot of time for this. Well, maybe not, actually. Let's figure out this Raw and SmackDown thing. Okay. Okay, so I'm writing it here, too. So SmackDown, Guerrero's SmackDown. Yep. Benoit is Raw. Mm-hmm. Pewter, we're going to say SmackDown. Yeah. I don't think it's that clear. Right. Holly is SmackDown. Smack. What is the Hurricane? Raw. Okay. Then we have Kenzo Suzuki's definitely SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I think Edge at this point is SmackDown, right? No, Edge is Raw. Really? Okay. Mysterio's definitely SmackDown, right? Yeah. Okay. It's Ch- What's Shelton Benjamin? I don't really know. Raw. Okay. Booker T is... SmackDown. Okay. Jericho. Raw. Raw. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Luther Reigns, definitely SmackDown. SmackDown. Hassan, definitely Raw, because thanks to Jim Ross telling me. Right. <laughs> Jordan is, is SmackDown because of JBL. Mm-hmm. What's Scotty? SmackDown. Okay. And then we're here. Oh, wait, what's Hoskin? I should know this one because he had to qualify multiple times. Yeah, exactly. A uh, Hoss is SmackDown. All right. Rene Dupree? SmackDown. Simon Dean, I think, is Raw. Yeah, he's Raw. Okay. Shawn Michaels is Raw. Angles, Kurt Angle slash Nunzio SmackDown. Right. Because by the way, I did write that number twenty Kurt Angle slash Nunzio. Nunzio. Uh, so I have, I have SmackDown with twelve, Raw with eight. I'm just counting now here. Yeah, I got SmackDown as twelve as well. Okay. Okay, so we're both on the same page there. So, all right, we'll see where we wind up at the end of this thing. It's kind of like that whole, what I'm doing with Kane, The Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else do you have for this segment, if anything? Taz says that he's mad at everyone. (laughs) Okay, why? Why is he mad? I don't know. He just says it like, you know what, I'm mad at everyone today. Taz is... Taz is so bizarre on commentary (laughs) for this match. I mean, I, I can't... I don't think describing it is going to help. I don't like anybody. You know, it kind of reminds me, again, I'm going to bring the cruise up. I was kind of like going around the ship mm-hmm. with this woman. Yeah. And we're drinking and having a good time messing around. And that's like 2.30 in the morning and we're talking. And then I was like, I looked at her and I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's what ta- that was sounds like with Taz. Like, no, nothing happened that provoked either of those messages. Right. I'm Taz. I'm going to bed. <laughs> By the way, she told me the next day, she's like, that was really weird that you just said that out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I was tired. Um, how much time? It's, it's almost left? like telling your mom, Mom, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> how much time do we have left? Uh, minute 15. All right. Um, yeah, but so Taz, I, you know what? It's, it's weird because I get why they did the, um, JR Taz, um, commentary team, you know, so they have one of Raw and one of SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, like what was Taz on? I mean, was he like, I don't know. I I really don't know. And, And the weird thing is with Taz is he wasn't that bad. No, he wasn't. Mm-mm. It's just he's annoying he's on commentary. All over the place as far as like his outbursts, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to my favorite one 
um, in the next segment coming up in, mm. what, about 30 seconds at this point? About, yeah, about 30 seconds from now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of wrote Yay Simon Dean because that was such a weird gimmick, but it was funny. Yeah. Remember, I think he had like an 800 number at one point. He did, or something like that. Some type yeah. of fake number. 21 through 25 now. 21 is Jonathan Coachman. 22, Mark Jindrak, 23, Viscera, 24, Paul London, 25, John Cena. I have during this segment eliminated Michaels, Dupree, and Viscera. Um, and we're going to start with asking, how is the coaching? That's what I want to know. Because like I looked up uh, the the results uh, from historyofwwe.com. There's nowhere on there that said the coachman had a qualifying match. I don't know how he got in. And yet he does have a history. I want to say it was the year before 2004 where he did qualify to get in. Do you remember that at all? I think he beat Lawler. Oh, no, that was 06. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so he, okay. So he, 06, he had to, had to beat Lawler. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would be next year. So I guess they were like, this is your free pass. you got to qualify next year, though. Yeah. JR says uh, about the coach, look at his ass. It has coach written all over it. (laughs) Yes! You know what, though? Not the worst thing I think I've seen on a wrestler's ass, though. No. Oh, no. You know what the worst one I see, in my opinion? Unless you could think of something way worse. Okay. The junkyard dog. Oh, a thump. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Thump. Oh. You gotta, he's got to grab them cakes. I need you to put your mind frame, Bill, in talking about uh, male wrestlers' asses. <laughs> and I need you to think of like any other ridiculous things people had on their ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will, while you think of it, uh, give you some more of my notes. London qualified, which we mentioned before. And we also mentioned before the Paul London slide. Um, brought back to me... I'm surprised London is not doing anything in 2020. Yeah, not that I know of. Like, he, he'll he make, like, appearances at conventions, wrestling conventions, but... Like, he's not active, he's not an agent, he's not a trainer, he's not right. He's not doing anything, and it's very surprising to me. Um, oh. Yes. oh, I got one. Good. Okay. You know how... successfully looked at asses and (laughs) here he goes okay remember when rick rude had like all those different trunks and they were like air drawn there's one that i just thought of one that could be as worse or worse than thump on his ass there is an open mouth oh my god oh my god is it a woman's open mouth or a guy's open mouth too? i don't know it's like it's like big lips you see the teeth and its mouth is open <laughs> you know i think that is worse oh i can't believe i thought of that right <laughs> i guess that's what you think of rick rude's ass there you go uh we have the my favorite taz outburst 
when Rene Dupree's <laughs> dancing around doing the French oh, tickle. French tickle. <laughs> and Fred Taz starts singing. And he goes, I'm a French man. I'm a French tickle guy. <laughs> and then Dupree gets thrown out by Jericho. Yep. Uh, okay, JR had an interesting line because at one point, the coach hits Benoit. And JR is like, I wouldn't cross Benoit with a chainsaw. <laughs> so I wrote, wouldn't cross Benoit with a chainsaw. Would you cross him with a Bible or a Bowflex? Wow. <laughs> Boy. I saw a Ruck Fools shirt. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, those were the days. What is our time? 325. That we have left? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to take... All right, let's get to our Raw Smackdown thing, then. So, okay. So, Coachman's Raw. Yep. Marky Dragon Smackdown. Viscera's Raw. Oh, yep. Paul London's Smackdown. And right. Cena is Smackdown. Cena's Smackdown. So... Smackdown's had all their 15 now. So, technically, everyone should be Raw in the next section, which we'll exactly. find out. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I question on Renee. It's a question on Taz's singing. How do you think he did? Eh, not the worst. <laughs> I mean, I've. I mean, we've heard probably worse singers than Taz on commentary. Right. Um. You don't have anything else. Um. I asked House Coach still in this match. Yes. And he's actually he's in this match for close to fifteen minutes. <laughs> now, I'm gonna now I'm gonna give him a pass on Michaels and Angle because of what that match leads up to, mm-hmm. or that angle leads up to for yes. Russell. But Coachman is in the ring longer than Daniel Pewter. Okay, makes sense. Sure. Hardcore Holly. Okay. Hurricane, Kenzo Suzuki. So far, I'm okay with all this. Okay. Booker T. That's where it becomes okay. Luther Reigns. Muhammad Hassan. Orlando Jordan. Charlie Haas. Renee Dupree. Simon Dean. Mark Jindrak. Viscera. Paul London, and four of the last five guys that have not entered yet. Now, wait a minute. That list sounds like it was the list of people that had to qualify to get in. <laughs> and and Coachman was in the ring longer than the winner of this match. Really? Wow. Like, okay. just barely three minutes. <laughs> So, you know, they're the really pushing the coach. Yep. I, I mean, well, you know, we have to push him to make sure you believe that he can win next year. Thankfully, he didn't have coach on his ass next year. No, I don't think he did. I feel like I would have remembered that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Come uh, on. 33 seconds. 33 <laughs> seconds. All right. I mean, like, I don't know. So far, like, I, so far, I actually do like this rumble. It's just I don't know why I'm right now having trouble to remember anything. On oh, this, this is a good. This is a good match. Yeah, I like it. 
Um, This may be the most difficult one because of everything we've gone through so quickly. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. And now our last group of five, 26 is Gene Snitsky, 27 Kane, 28 Batista, 29 Christian, 30 Ric Flair. I have during this segment leading into the final four, eliminated London, Jindrak, Snitsky, Jericho, Kane, Coach, Christian, Benoit, Flair. Uh, I'll start the discussion and give my notes and then we'll do Bill and then we will see if there were 15 and 15. Um, London gets medical attention. Mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot Coach was still in, which we kind of talked about. <laughs> I put, what a performance by Benoit. Yeah, this is a really good performance. Flair tries to eliminate Batista, and then Batista in turn, I believe, eliminated Flair. Um, and let's, uh, so let's, all right, let's do it. So Snitsky is what? Raw. Kane, Raw. Raw. Batista, Batista raw. raw. Christian's Raw. Christian's Raw. Flair is wrong. Okay, so they're right then. Now, I wanted to add this because we didn't get a chance, uh, or I didn't get a chance to bring it up when we did the segment thing. Triple H wanted to do the meeting with the rest of Evolution for his match. And Batista's like, I just want to draw him a number. It's only going to take a minute. No, we're going to do this meeting now. I just want to draw him a number. Doing it now. Forget (laughs) about this. Look, it's only going to take a minute. I'm just going to go out. I'm going to draw that number, then I'll be back. You sound like, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Maybe that's how I imagine Batista. <laughs> Don't you, bad. I'm good. Um, okay, my notes. Um, London Bridge just fell down. Yeah. Uh, Batista gets cheered by the fans. Mm-hmm. So that's a big sign on that one. Right. Uh, Tomko won't give you a beat. Mm-hmm. Coach makes it to the final eight. <laughs> How about that? Okay, okay, let me ask you this. Yes. Which is weirder? The coach being in the final eight or Aldo Montoya being in the final eight? Both are weird. They are. You wouldn't think either one of them would be there. I'm going to say coach. I'm going to tell you why. I'm okay. going to say Coach because Coach wasn't an active wrestler, That's nor did he true. have to qualify to be in this match. It's very true. Yeah, very true. Coach. And Flair's a dirty player because he tries to eliminate Batista. Yeah. Now, did, do you have anything else before we get nope. into all the... Okay. <laughs> Now we get to the really fun part. All right, so it gets down to Edge versus Cena versus Batista versus Mysterio. Edge eliminates Mysterio, and then we get Edge versus Cena versus Batista. Cena and Batista eliminate Edge. So now we have Cena versus Batista, and we do the 1993 finish. Yep, we get a double elimination. Right. I'm going to let you take it from here. Go ahead. Okay, so both men... Cena and Batista, they end up eliminating each other. The SmackDown referee says Cena won. The Raw referee says Batista won. So everyone gets back in the ring, and they're arguing over who won. And the you know, and Taz and JR are like, oh, he won, he won. Then all of a sudden, 
here comes Mr. McMahon out. And he's mad. Doesn't he slam his coat down? Yeah, he throws his coat down. And he runs to the ring. And as he jumps into the ring, he ends up injuring his leg. This is the famed story of this. Mm -hmm. So he's already injured one leg just from diving into the ring. He then tries to get up and then he injures the other leg. So he ends up tearing both his quadricep muscles. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there. Yelling. I, I have this in my notes. He's sitting like he needs a break. <laughs> and, you know, they're trying to explain. Meanwhile, Batista throws Cena out of the ring. And then Cena comes back and he throws Batista out of the ring. And Vince is probably like, restart the damn match. Right. So they restart the match. <clears throat> um, and then Batista hits a power bomb, I believe. And then he throws Cena out of the ring for Batista to win the Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to bring this up because I think I'm not I'm not sure, so don't hold me on this. Yes. I be, if I remember right hearing this a long time ago, the double elimination was a botched spot. It was. And it's covered in because I was I was reading something some some about this in uh the SmackDown referees book. I think mm-hmm. it's Jack Doan. Okay. I don't know what his book's name is, but apparently he is one of the only rare people that touch on this entire situation. And they, yeah, he basically says that it was a botched finish and everything was was improvised. And you know, it in my opinion what it it didn't it did but it didn't feel like it was real. Right. Because the thing was like why did Vince McMahon come out? Why not Eric Bischoff or Teddy Long. And because they've already been out. You they've know. already been out, and they probably couldn't find them in time. Yeah. Um. You know, like what? So super interesting, and mm-hmm. you know, I, you you would think like if McMahon knew he was doing a run in at some point, he probably would have like you know did some stretches or something like that. Yeah. And that probably what attributed to his hurting of the knee in some ways. And that. that- and that actually makes this even more part hilarious, but also legendary in a way. Yes. Because Vince ends up tearing his quadriceps in his knees mm-hmm. or his legs. Right. And I think why, because I know that a lot of people are fascinated with this whole situation. And I, I heard someone, I'm trying to think who it was, say, and, and I agree with this. I think the reason why we as wrestling fans are fascinated with this is because this is maybe the most real and vulnerable Vince McMahon you have ever seen him. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. Yeah. And because, like, it's, you know, he really does tear his quad. He's really, he is actually legitimately upset because they botched the finish 
Yeah. Um, I don't know whose fault it is. I, I, I'm sure someone that's a wrestler will look into this, look at this and say, oh, well, Batista or Cena should have done such and exactly. such. But I, I couldn't really tell. I think from what I read, it was Batista, but uh, don't hold me to that. I don't really know. A um, couple things here. Jim Ross says, chairman, sti- is, chairman is standing in ring. <laughs> but he's not. Then, like you said, Finkel says this match will be restarted. Mm-hmm. And my uh, first thought is, all right, that means everybody Everyone has to come out. Yeah. Coming. yeah. You get a second chance. A second chance for a rumble. It's the first <laughs> of its kind. Yep. Um, what, would you want to add anything in regards to this before we go and see if uh, Batista successfully made it to WrestleMania? I just, you know, after Batista eliminates Cena and wins... They end the show, like, within 90 seconds to two minutes after. Like, it abruptly ends. Yeah. So. Um, let's talk about Batista's road to WrestleMania. Please. So, this is the first year where they officially say whoever wins gets to choose which title they go for. Right. Because the previous year, Ben, they never, I don't think they said it. No, they said, because remember they were surprised by it when Benoit Mm -hmm. showed up on Raw. Right. So this is the first year where they officially say whoever wins Mm -hmm. gets a title shot at who. So Batista had, like, if I remember right, this takes about a month for him to decide. And Triple H is like, you should go after JBL. You right. should go for his title. And we get to the contract signing where Batista, you know, is going to make his decision. And before they go out, Triple H makes a comment like, oh, Batista's stupid for thinking that, you know, you should go for JBL. Oh, I'm glad he didn't, you know, he's not choosing me. I'd kick his ass. So at the contract signing, Batista picks up the clip, the clipboard, with the SmackDown contract, mm-hmm. and Triple H and Hunter are like, yeah, yeah. Batista gives the thumbs up, and then the thumbs down, and Batista, I think, power bonds Triple H through a table, mm-hmm. and he signs the contract for the World Heavyweight title, and we have a clear path. Oof, that's rare at this point. It is. To Batista going to WrestleMania main eventing WrestleMania, which is another rare thing, Mm -hmm. and beating Triple H to become the world heavyweight champion. You know what's crazy about all of this? If you, and I don't know, let me know if you actually agree with this. Okay. The reason why I think that that all happened that way is I think when they were doing the Cena versus Batista thing, Mm -hmm. it was the last time truly that WWE was like, these are our main guys. These are the guys that are going to be here in the long term. These are the guys that we're going to stand by and push. Yeah. Because like, okay, Daniel Bryan got WrestleMania 30. But, I mean, I feel like it was, it, they never really felt like he's the guy long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and other people have had it, you know, CM Punk you could probably name. Um, 
you know, AJ Styles, but no matter what, um, it, it, you know, in the 2010s, it always seemed to go back to, oh, no, but sure, you can have the belt, but really Lesnar's the important thing. Really, yeah. The Undertaker coming back is the important thing. You're, you're secondary to that. This 2005 Royal Rumble was the last firm decision, I think, of WWE saying we're 100% behind, in this case, two wrestlers, but yeah. you know, at least one. You know. And I was thinking back after going through the path to WrestleMania, I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. When Batista comes out for that match, he's starting to cry even before the match happens. Hmm. And it's a joke with some other people that I know that like, oh, they're crying. That means they're going to win. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, what, but do you agree with me about that? Yeah. I I was going to say at first, what about the following year with Ray? But then I remembered, well, they probably did that because of, Ed, of Eddie passing away. Right, and he didn't mean event, and also that was a sloppy part. Right, right. Um, the only other one that I could think of would, Guys, would have been 2015 with Roman Reigns. That's the only other one. Yeah, I but, guess you are right there. But to a degree, that had a little bit of a bumpy road there as well. Right. Um... I wanted to bring up something sure. before we get to um, our final thoughts and everything. Yeah. During the holiday break, mm-hmm. we got a tweet from a listener, someone who listens to our show. Okay. It is at underscore or, or at T underscore Austin 17. And he wrote to us because he tagged the both of us on Twitter. Okay. I have a little research project. How many people since 2003 that was the last person eliminated had a title shot at WrestleMania? What I mean by this is, honestly, if you get to the final two, you kind of have earned that title shot for the opposite main title. Hmm. So I did a little research. Okay. Um, let me see if I, okay, here it is. Here's the list. Cause we haven't done the 2020 rumbles yet. Right. So they're not, they're not going to be added on to this. Yes. This is the list of the runner up who ends up getting a title shot okay. at WrestleMania of that year. And I have it by year. All right. So 2005 is John Cena. Right. And oh, he does get the title shot. Yeah. Oh, six is Randy Orton. He gets the title shot, okay. 07 is Shawn Michaels. He gets the title. All right, I see where you're going with this. 08 and 09, I'm going to put, I'm going to include 09 in here because Triple H is in a title match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But he goes to 09 as the champion, so. Okay, but I still counted. Okay. Yeah, I still counted 09. 2010, John Cena. 2012, Chris Jericho. 2018, Roman Reigns. And 2019, Charlotte. 
Okay. So this has happened since they've done the brand split nine times. Out of how many? Since 03. So we're talking 16 Royal Rumbles. Okay. This is more than half, a little more than half. Yeah, a little more than half. That's an interesting statistic. I didn't. I don't think I ever realized that. To be honest, that was with a you. very good question. And thank you to T underscore Austin seventeen for writing that. that. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I had to really think on that one too, and I did research. Mm-hmm. Figure out. It makes you wonder, like, what if if that is something that they would continue, like, that's so, something you know. I, I would think it is. Like, no, that was that's actually really really good. We'll have to see. With the upcoming Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. if that ends up happening right. this year. Um, overall thoughts, Bill? Uh, or wait, maybe, so, maybe I'll give mine first and then... Yeah, maybe, you first. And then we'll yeah. close it off. All right, my overall thoughts, I really like this Royal Rumble. Uh, again, I think one of the reasons is, is because you can see that WWE had a clear direction. There were... Um, some fun surprises as far as like, um, like you know, segments and spots or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, no, I just really liked it. It's clear for Batista that he was going to be the next guy, and that Cena was not far behind him. Um, yeah, this is this is I I would definitely consider this one of the good ones. Yeah, this is a good Rumble. You can see they're really going for the youth with Cena and Batista. And it's really a good mix because not only do you have those guys, but you also have some of the goofy gimmicks Mm -hmm. like the Simon Deans, the Muhammad Hassans. Um, And then you got bonafide stars in there. It's a good, it's just a really good mix of talent in this one. All right, well, uh, you can find me at That's Podcasting on Twitter and Instagram, and, of course, That's Podcasting.com. Um, thank you for listening. Bill, why don't you send us out of here? All right, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Uh, follow me on Instagram at MrBilliam85. Uh, tune into my podcast, That Wrestling Show, which comes out each and every Friday. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. And until next time, the 2005 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.